The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Thank you all uh, for joining us here today on Plant Profits. This is our show. I am your host. I'm Vern Davis. I'm a partner at Protus Global, uh, running business development and featuring business development focused on adult consumables at Protus Global. Protus Global is a people solutions firm. Plant Profits, our show today, we are really, really excited and, and pleased to have joining us today someone that I've known for a few years and uh, we've had tremendous conversations and thought uh, thought conversations and idea sharing and network sharing it's been it's been tremendous to know mr. Steve Ludman uh, Steve is the managing director today from of tortoise and bolt marketing and ventures and I was going to talk about that, but I want you guys to know there's a lot you're going to find out about Steve today. You you know a lot of what he's done. You may not know his name, but we're going to bring that out of him today. Steve, good morning. How are you, brother? Hey, Vern. I'm doing great. How are you? Great to chat. I'm doing well, man. I'm I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, you and the family in the city? We are. We're uh, we're up, up in the Upper West Side in a two bedroom apartment, um, and we're socially distanced from each other. <laughs> oh man, are you safe? <laughs> we are. We are. We've had our we've had our hits here and there, but uh, yeah. Uh, I just got back from a nice walk in Central Park with my dog. It's actually okay. sunny out. Yeah, and um, I came back without the pandemic apparently, and um, you know everyone's doing all right. We're going a little stir crazy, but we're surviving. Oh, I think we all are. I'm telling you, man. This is this is really the first time I've worked from home in my whole career. And, yeah. you know, over 30 years, it's, it's the first time I've really worked from home. And it is it is kind of driving me a little batty. And I'm sure it's driving my wife a lot more batty. And, totally. Yeah. I, I, and it's going to change everything. I, you know, they, I, I don't know if you saw that article in the New York Times yesterday. It talked about the, the change in work habits and how many companies are probably going to move to work at home here in New York City and Manhattan. You just see yeah. it happening. You know, like Google, uh, J.P. Morgan. You know, my wife's company that Cantar, there's no doubt they're going to move to it. They have all these big, beautiful spaces that they just learned they don't need to pay for. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was talking to a real estate developer and here we are, we're already talking about afterwards and, and on the other side of this, but I was talking to a real estate developer and he was telling me, he said, Vern, I got so many office properties slated for offices. I'm flipping them to condos. I'm flipping them yeah. to living. He said, I yeah. have to because people are not coming back to offices. That's true. I mean, I think WeWork's going to be We Live because, uh, you know, I was a We yeah. Worker. And, uh, you yeah. know, I'm learning that, uh, you know, we don't work, I work. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not necessary. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. I love it. Well, let's let's get into it a little bit. Let's let's talk about it. Take us through your your career now. You know you yeah. you've you've had this 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 cool thing coming out, starting at Unilever and and et cetera. Yeah. Let's let's talk. Just take us up through shuffling in Somerset. Yeah, so uh, I graduated from NYU, uh, started at Unilever in, in Europe, 
working in yeah. ice cream in Vienna, Austria, which was great. Gained 10 pounds. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, great 10 years at Unilever. A great place to learn. Uh, it's like the UN of CPG, Europe, US, Latin America. That's where I got my Brazil thing in Sao Paulo. I worked on everything from, you know, Lipton to Ragu to Ben & Jerry's to, uh, you know, Noor. Had some great brands uh, and they really train you. Then I moved over the um, adult beverage, Diageo and Moet Hennessy when they had Shefflin and Somerset, um, mm. which is great. Two great companies, worked on great brands, VP of marketing there. Always what, a brand. What year were you there? What year uh, were you there? 2002 to 2005. Great. Yeah. I see. I, I, left, I left Diageo a couple years before that. Okay. Yeah, it was a so great, you know, great, great mm-hmm. learning. You know, the two companies are totally different. I mean, Diageo right. was completely uh, right brain. I don't know which one. It's right brain. <laughs> LVMH is totally left brain. You know, the yeah. fights that we have with each other and that JV were oh. incredible. But oh my god, I went with the French with Moet yeah. Hennessy. So, <laughs> well, I always admired you guys because you were the friendly bunch. Yeah, we we were the animals, man. Oh yeah, it was all about process and Diageo. Diageo was much more like Unilever, whereas Moet Hennessy it was uh, joie de vivre and you know, uh, how do you feel? What's your essence? And you know, it was more of an art form than a science. But uh, yeah, both both were great. You know, learning uh, inputs in terms of uh, both sides of the brain. And then um, you know, as you know, 2005, I I left Moet Hennessy and 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 uh, launched LeBlanc. Yeah, man, you got into Kashaza and you launched LeBlanc. Now, what people don't really know is you launched that with your with your father in law. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was you know it was a classic midlife crisis. You know, yeah, I'm I live in New York City, so you can't have a sports car. I'm married to a Brazilian, so let's launch the spirit. Um, so my father-in-law, I, you know, I, I lived in Brazil with Unilever for three years in Sao Paulo and went yeah. local, learned the language and uh, met my wife, married her family, so to speak. And so I, uh, I like that. Uh, I like that. Cause that's uh, what you do even if you don't want to. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, you know, I was launching new brands at, at, at Moet Hennessy, Navon, 10 Kane, And I was like, man, I, I think I could do this for myself. And I, I had a big you know, Brazilian bug, you know, a Brazil yeah. file, fashion, everything Brazil. So, um, uh, just got into Cachaça. Um, yeah. My father-in-law helped me find the distillery in Minas Gerais, uh, which I ended up uh, acquiring with a, a partner out of Cognac, a guy named Gilles Merlet. Uh, oh. We raised uh, we raised some money and, uh, you know, it was a, it was a 12-year love affair. I really, really enjoyed it, uh, creating a new category and a nice concept brand. When did you recognize that you were going to become an entrepreneur? You know, when, when did that start to happen to you? I, I, I had the bug early within Unilever. Uh, you know, okay. I, I definitely had an independent streak. Um, you know, how they call it this, this entrepreneur entrepreneur thing. Yeah. So um, I, I definitely like the craft of building brands and, and creating products. Um, but I did learn early on that, um, in the bureaucracies of, of, of these large CPG companies, um, it's management by committee uh, and it's very difficult to move fast and, and create new brands and new products, to be honest. I mean, everything is very iterative, close into the, uh, to the core businesses. And if there is innovation, it's usually a line extension. So 
Um, I realized if I was going to create my, you know, my passion is is creating brands and products. Uh-huh. I have to do it myself. Yeah, yeah you, you know what? Every time I ask someone that question about becoming an entrepreneur, it, it, it really goes back to, you know, I had this very similar experience. I just, the bureaucracy would drive me crazy. Yeah. I mean, literally. And I knew that it didn't matter where I go, it was going to be the same. That's right. I had to parachute out. I had to get out of it, Yeah, you know, to do something different. Uh, yeah. And I knew that. And it sounds like you, you found out that that was, that was an issue and that yeah. it, it was starting to wear on you. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, to do what I really like. I mean, what I right. really like is, uh, is innovation and, and, and branding and, and creating and um, that's difficult in the large companies. Now, you know, the grass is always greener. The world of entrepreneurship comes with its, uh, with its uh, issues and, and pain and, and suffering, quote unquote, you know, but um, absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And, and, and man, I tell you what, you've, you, you, you came out to shoot, you, you started uh, so well, uh, you you got yourself involved in a category you had passion for it. That's that's all really cool, and those are key ingredients uh, to success. But we're gonna we're gonna take a break, and um, on the other side of that break, we're gonna really dive in uh, to LeBlanc. And I want to really understand what got you there and, and that ride you talked about. We have a lot to cover today, man. And I just hope we get a chance to get it all in. I got so much to talk to you about. Uh, we'll continue our discussion with Steve Lubman from Tortoise and Bolt Marketing and Ventures right after this break. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. 
The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, welcome back. We're here with uh, the managing director of Tortoise and Volt Marketing and Ventures, Steve Lubman. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. And we're just having a discussion when we dug a little bit into uh, Steve's past. Now we're, we're going to we're going to bring it forward and, and really Steve, tell us about why why did you do you know Kashasa and and t- tell us about that and why that category etc. Yeah, so uh, um, the the whole basis of it was built on the whole idea of Brazil. You know, I'm a big believer that in, in wine and spirits, a lot of times you're uh, uh, when you're when you're uh, selecting a beverage, you're forming a cheap form of transportation. You know, you're drinking a mojito, you're going to Cuba. You're drinking Chianti, you're going to Tuscany. Drinking sake, you're going to Tokyo. You're drinking Caipirinha, you're going to you know Rio de Janeiro. And right. uh, you know, Brazil being one of the biggest countries in the world, the largest in Latin America, um, never really uh, got out there. And I discovered this great drink, the Caipirinha, Cachaça, and asked the question, you know, why is it, why, why is it, why haven't we seen this? You know, 99% consumed in Brazil, Absolutely. third largest spirit category in the world. Caipirinha is very similar to the mojito, uh, tastes like a margarita, uh, and it's Latin. It's cool. I mean, what's more aspirational than Brazil? I mean, the beautiful beach is beautiful people, best party in the world, which is Carnival. So if we could put that in a bottle, um, you know, we could we could export Brazil, and and that was the idea. Of LeBlanc. LeBlanc was a concept brand. It was all about comfort. I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> they love LeBlanc. You know, that was the idea. Uh, a premium play, and it's, yeah. you know, it's all about the category, the country, and just creating a really interesting upscale brand to represent uh, a place. Talk about some of your challenges in that that journey. Yeah. So uh, a new category. Uh, a country people weren't familiar with. You know, they thought Buenos Aires was the capital, not Brasilia. Uh, they didn't know they speak Portuguese uh, as opposed to Spanish. Hard category to pronounce, cachaça. A lot of people thought it was a rum, Brazilian rum, which it wasn't since it's made from fresh cane. Uh, a drink that's hard to make and hard to speak, caipirinha. You have to muddle it. Uh, so, and, and there's a lot of pronunciation things, caipirinha, cachaça. So a lot of barriers. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that, uh, a lot of uh, content and education, which, you know, in today's world where you have a lot of digital capabilities to communicate and storytelling, right. it ended up being a blessing in disguise. I mean, you, you know, when we uh, had our, our campaign legalized Kishasa, uh people would stop in the street and say, yeah, I mean, we want to legalize it, but what's Kishasa? You know, it gives you an emerald right away to storytelling. So, yeah. Uh, but it was challenging. I mean, the first year was hard. The second year was hard. The third year was even harder because of the uh, you know 2008 2009 That's right. crisis. So uh, living through that was uh, uh, you know with the capital requirements was very challenging. Yeah, but you got through it. You got through it, and you, and you hit a runway, and you you're doing well. And and now I I know at some point how did how did Bacardi come into the picture? Yeah, so uh, right before the financial crisis, uh, yeah. we brought them in as a minority uh, uh, partner and investor. Okay. And, uh, and then uh, right after the financial crisis, we brought in Verlinvest, the Belgian... Um, I know uh, Verlinvest, right there in New York, yeah. Yeah, brought them in in, uh, in, in uh, 2009, 2010. So those mm-hmm. were our two partners, and then um, that helped us uh, really drive the company until... Um, 
2015 is when we made the deal with Bacardi for them right. to acquire the brand. And then I exited 2017 and they folded into the new incubator group, Bacardi. Yeah. How's it doing today? Doing great. Uh, yeah, question mark with the pandemic, but uh, up until yeah. the pandemic, yeah, 40 countries, uh, growing double digits, doing really well overseas, especially in Europe, uh, doing very well in Brazil, growing here in the U.S. And, um, you know, the category uh, continues to to, uh, to grow, not as fast as we'd like. I think Brazil had its um, had a lot of momentum going into the World Cup and the Olympics, and I think we've seen it dip recently. But our yeah. brand, LeBlanc, is, uh, you know, continues to, to, you know, it's clearly the leader of this premium segment, especially in Brazil. And yes. outside of Brazil, it's, it's really viewed as, as the, uh, you know, as the quintessential brand. Well, you did a great job. Consumers caught on to it. Um, you attracted some great, um, really terrific partners yeah. uh, to, to, uh, to really support you through that process. And, and we had a great uh, team. Yeah, we yeah. Had, and our team yeah. in the uh, company, I think, was uh, was uh, infamous and notorious in terms of having fun. I mean, we really recruited people based on attitude and just people you want to hang out with that love the brand, that love the uh, the concept of the brand, and just wanted to have fun. Smart. People, I know. I, I, you people. did. I know a lot of the people yeah. that that you uh, put on that team, and I placed them in other places. Yeah. You know. So yeah, Deirdre, Jamie, you know, my partner Jerry. Yeah, Jamie, absolutely. You know, Juliana, Gabby. We had great talent. Um, you, you did. We're very good alumni. We're all still very much uh, tight and in touch, and everyone's done great. You know, everyone. Yeah, you know, some a lot have stayed in, in Bacardi. A lot have gone on to uh, bigger and better things. Yeah, no, that's 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 really cool. Now, you, there's a there's a couple of places I want to go in in this conversation. One is you you because we're focused produce global people solutions. We're focused in adult consumables. You you know that I'm in adult beverage. You know that I'm in uh, cannabis and and that you've you've made some statements and had some conversations about the virgins of cannabis and adult yeah. beverage. What, what are your, th what's your thought process now? Cause cannabis has had a, a very predictable, necessary, difficult journey over the last yeah. eight or nine months. But what, what's your view on that? Yeah, it's been crazy. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Vern, as you know, we, we developed uh, a couple initiatives in cannabis uh, one. Uh, and last year at this time we were going, you know, very hard and, and, yes. uh, Developing a new brand, uh, looking to uh, we raised a little bit of money, um, and, but then we hit a wall in in the uh, the end of last year when the market just uh, you yeah. know came out from under us. My view is, I mean, long term it's obvious it's it's uh, it's not going to go away. Right, it's, uh, it's a long term trend. The plan has unbelievable benefits, both uh, medically and recreationally. Clearly, in terms of share of buzz, uh, has. Uh, um, a place to play versus alcohol. There is a substitution there. There's so many formats, whether it's a smokable, a consumable, yeah. a drinkable. Um, there is uh, some issues. I mean, I think okay. expectations were uh, that this was going to rocket to the moon. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's Who clear. really believed that, Steve? Who, yeah. I mean, you, you and I, you know, brands are, it, it's a journey. I it's mean, it's a journey. And, and yeah. when it's that crowded immediately and you got all this black market behind it, right. you know there's going to be a shakeout, man. It's going to happen. Well, it's just like the 99.com, exactly right. the same expectation. But there are there are a couple structural issues that that is the big question mark for the industry. The, the one big one is 
the tax regime is significant. Okay. So if you're a grower, a distributor, mm -hmm. a brand, I mean, the amount of taxes that are being placed are, are very significant. So your, 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 your cost per buzz versus alcohol is significantly higher. And the, and the flip side of that, or the other issue is the legal market. When you decriminalize, uh, you diminish the, uh, you know, the negative impact if you mm -hmm. get caught. And that market is as, you know, very big, very sophisticated. It's not too difficult to, uh, to create an extract and, and, and to create an edible. And, right. um, and, and that's a, that, and that market is, um, you know, it's, it's difficult to compete with that. So those are the, those are the two issues that we got to grapple with. Now, I do think, you know, people are going to want brands they can trust. Yes. Uh, they're going to want to know the source. They want to know the, you know, so there, there's going to be a legal market. How big will it be versus that illegal thing is anyone's guess. Uh, well, you know, there, there's a thought that the more regu proper regulation we can we can get into the cannabis space, yeah. right? We we can we can we can solidify and grow the 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 legal market if we get the right legislation, right yeah. right uh, rules, to play, and we can get uh, some of these tax issues straightened out because they're choking companies. I, I think that's the key. And, yeah. and obviously federal is going to come. Uh, so, I mean, what we literally did with our project is we just literally, we did an immense amount of work, created a great brand. You did, yeah. Put it on hold and we're waiting a year. See what yeah. happens. Uh, yeah. We're talking to a few partners, few people. Sure. Um, and then, uh, you know, we got this other thing that came. Uh, uh, <laughs> it was a little curveball called the pandemic. So that, yeah. that you know, but uh, let, let's see what happens here. No, no, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, it's it's a very interesting conversation, very interesting journey. Um, yeah. We're going to take a break, uh, Stephen. On the other side of it, we're going to really uh, get into what you're you're really focused on right now, uh, and I, I think that's it's it's really cool uh, what what you and Tortoise and Bolt Marketing Adventures are doing, and we want the audience to learn much more about that. So we're going to take a break. We'll uh, uh, continue our discussion with Steve Lubman from Tardis and Bolt Marketing Adventures. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. 
to tend to me on crap channel. Money don't make itself. Hemping. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome got to Cannabis Confidential. Oh, <laughs> you got me again. All right. I got you again. You got me again. Welcome to Cannabis okay. Confidential. Ah! <laughs> hey, we did it. We did it. Yeah, Welcome. I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know. The one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. I'm spending time, some really cool time today with Steve Lubman, the Managing Director from Tortoise and Bolt Marketing and Ventures. And, and Steve, let's talk about Tortoise and Bolt. How did this all come about, man? I love what's happening there. Yeah. So I've, I've had a few people that I've uh, loved working with uh, together. Uh, I love working uh, on brands, whether they're mine and, and others. Uh, so we, you know, formed a partnership working on some, you know, amazing brands and whether it's adult beverage, non-alc, food. Uh, and then we're working on some brands that, that of our own uh, that, that, um, that we're launching. Uh, yeah. One, you know, uh, is Hercules Mulligan. Yeah, I want to talk about Hercules. I think it's intriguing. It goes back to your love of, st- of telling stories, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm a history buff. I love yeah. that you know, I, uh, I, during uh, growing up, I made my my uh, parents take me to every Revolutionary War battlefield in in, in, in uh, the East Coast and dressed up. And uh, you know, I, I'm a re- I, I really got on got into it reading Hamilton, you know, from Ron yeah. now and uh, met Ron, asked him about this character Hercules Mulligan, found the biography, and you know, okay. it, there's an unbelievable American story to tell there. Oh man, well give us give us your elevator version. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the short version, because I yeah. could go on forever. So, Hercules yeah. Mulligan, you know, Taylor Spy, Drinksmith is the short code. He was an Irish immigrant, came over 1746 at six years of age, settled in New York City with his family, uh, was an early rebel, uh, being Irish. He didn't like the British too much, mm-hmm. was a founder in New York of the Sons of Liberty, befriended Alexander Hamilton when he got off the ship from Nevis to New York. And mm-hmm. uh, he had a tailor shop down in lower Manhattan, and um, in those days, your tailor shop was kind of like a, a men's club, a speakeasy yeah. during the day. People would hang out, play cards, drink, socialize. And when the war broke My out... My version of a barbershop, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> when the war broke out, um, Hercules Mulligan uh, stayed when the British occupied the island. And he became uh, the official lead spy for Washington and Hamilton in Manhattan. Clever. And people, the, the English would congregate and the soldiers and the officers at this, at this tailor shop. Uh, they play cards. You give them drinks. Uh, he get their secrets, and he feed them to Hamilton in Washington, and save Washington's life twice. The you know, uh, the naval armada once uh, off the coast of Rhode Island. Uh, and and long story short, um, you know we're launching his drinks. You know uh, Hercules Mulligan rum and rye. You know rum was very popular from the Caribbean in those days. Rye from the countryside. Mix wow. them together and and uh, add. Wait, what is that like? Putting rum and rye together. I never would have thought well, of that. It, yeah. it, you know, it's delicious. It's like a, a ginger old fashioned. I mean, it's a craft cocktail. We, oh, beautiful. we have a blend of three great rums, three great ryes from America. And uh, we use fresh ginger, a real maceration, 
We have our own bitters uh, recipe. And it's like, uh, you know, it's high proof. It's it's um, 86 proof. Beautiful. Uh, and it, 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 you just drink it on the rocks, and it's like a ginger old-fashioned. Yeah. So there's no artificial flavoring. The flavor Nothing. comes from all natural sources. Exactly. You know, yeah. you know that when you look at the label, it says rum and rye, rum, rye whiskey, ginger, and bitters. That's all that's in there. Exactly. And it's high wow. proof. You drink it on the rocks, you can put in some... You know, a uh, ginger ale or something, it tastes great. You know, you'll spill all your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Conversation. That, yeah. that, that's, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. That's beautiful. But, 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 okay, so how are you launching it? So the go-to you guys are doing some unique things over there, and I, I'm oh, really cool. loving it. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we decided to go direct-to-consumer only via digital. I'm partnering uh-huh. with uh, a great guy, a group of guys over at Flaviar.com. They also have okay. casters. And they have a great model where they have a, a, a very significant uh, craft cocktail club. Okay. And we're incubating the brand through that, that group. Uh, uh, you know, it's available nationwide in Europe. And, you know, first batch sold out in three weeks. Second batch, we're well uh, through it in, in less than five weeks. It's doing great. $38. And uh, you just go online, HerculesMulliganCompany.com and buy now and you get it a couple of days later. Wow. Yeah. And here's the idea. It's a yeah. great way to incubate a brand. You know, you don't, you know, the problem with uh, adult beverage is you spend yeah. so much money to get distribution. Point of distribution, people just market. don't understand. I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's expensive. That's right. They, they, so, so, it's cool. so how is it working though? I mean, so, so you, was this an economic decision or this was a consumer behavior decision? What, what was the thought? Combination of both. Uh, it's okay. definitely strategic. Okay. Uh, you know, I definitely didn't want, I didn't want to get into that uh, push, 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 and then have to work something to do pull, pull, pull. And it's very expensive. I wanted yeah. to see if the brand worked. Uh-huh. Uh, worked in a system where you can get feedback from consumers and improve the brand, create fans ahead of the distribution. Uh-huh. And then after a year or two, then we'll go traditional and blow it out. Uh, we'll create innovation through that model and and and, and really develop fans. You know, I, I I really like it. So how does that fit with the? You know, you've been in the brand business a long time. You've seen the evolution of the attraction of brands and what attracts consumers to brands. You've been a part of it. You've helped create some of those trends yourself uh, with products you brought to life. But so the becoming the largest consuming part of our public, the millennials, right? What? How does this way of introducing a brand uh, react? How do they react to this versus the traditional way? Is this? Is there some study, some information around that? Well, you get advocacy and word yeah. of mouth much more efficient. Uh, so, for example, right on the site, you get peer reviews. You know, people will drink it, they'll taste it, they'll say how they feel. Right. And, you know, eight out of ten people love our product. Two out of ten don't, which is fine. You know, you can't be everything to everybody, but that's that's a pretty good hit rate. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, you know, people love to get their information digitally, and they love to share digitally through social yeah. media. That's just that's just the way it is, and that's how millennials and 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 new consumers are really adopting their beverage uh, uh, new habits. You know, they're yeah. learning about them online, not in the bar. What effect has the pandemic had on sales? Oh, it's been great. Yeah, because I, mean, I mean, you're already there. Yeah, it's almost like we planned it, which we didn't. I mean, I, I think about it now, and and you know, all the other brands were 
and the on-premise now are shifting yeah. direct to consumer. We're already there. So you're already there. Sales and attention, you know, been great. Man, this is this is great. Have you learned anything from the the, the direct relationship with the consumer uh, th- that is that is going to affect the next series of the brand? Oh, absolutely. So the okay. first batch we put out, um, we got feedback, and 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 we tweaked our formula as a result in terms of the, the ginger level and the yeah. flavor level, and yeah, you know, there there was the you know in terms of the uh, the recipe yeah. ratios. And so the, the second batch, you know, much better than the first. And then the third batch will be much better in the second. The second thing is our next product, which we're launching, yes. we're going to go to some of those real, uh, what we call hyper consumers, send them the product, get their feedback before we launch it. And then oh. we'll, uh, we'll uh, you know, so, I mean, we got a, we got <laughs> two new products that are coming out in the next year, one later this year, one next year. And, and they're, and they're going to be dynamite. And they'll, they'll be crowd informed, so to speak. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. I love what you're doing. I want to continue to talk about this because I was talking to someone just off the cuff and we were talking about, you know, how you launch brands. I say, hey, I got a friend who is launching uh, a spirit brand uh, digitally. And and uh, it's very interesting. They couldn't believe it. They just yeah. couldn't believe it. I said, yeah, this is the first channel of, of distribution. It's going to be direct-to-consumer digital uh, introduction. That's it. That's how he's doing it. And uh, people... Great place to tell your story. Yeah. It's a great place to tell your story. And you can get interaction. You yeah. know, just like almost like you're sitting at a bar if you if you set it up that way. Yeah. And, and our brand, you know, Hercules Mulligan has a, yeah. uh, a big part in the musical Hamilton. And there's a lot of Hamilton fans, the musical uh, out there. So, uh we, we got a good fan base uh, that's that's starting to uh, peak from that. Oh, that's cool, brother. Man, I love it. I love, we could talk forever, but we're gonna we're gonna have to end it, man. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to end great, the session. Man. Enjoyed <laughs> it. Great oh, it's l- l- man, stay there. It's um, a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us, all of you. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us. Stay safe and stay well. You can download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com, uh, a great partner, uh, CannabisRadio.com, or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get uh, your podcasts, please go there. We are there, iHeartRadio and all major podcast portals. You can follow Protus Global on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you can do the same um, for Steve Lutman and his company over at Tortoise Boat Marketing and Ventures. Uh, you can find us uh, all there. And you can learn more uh, about how Protus Global is building companies and changing lives at protusglobal.com. It's very easy. P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Until next time, cheers.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.